Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. Nashville school shooting. And uh, my first thought was, well, what about Delaware? When I talked to Joey Melvin, who was uh, the national trainer for SROs here in Delaware, yesterday, you know, he was talking about threat assessment when it comes to students in schools. We had no idea what the situation was at that time because it was just being reported. It was breaking news. And uh, we also talked about, well, how many SROs do we have in our schools, and uh, and are they armed and such? On the phone right now, State Representative Kevin Hensley. Uh, Kevin did something that uh, is quite rare. He actually got, as a Republican, some meaningful legislation passed, and the Democrats took it and went with it. And I'm not slamming Democrats at all. I'm just saying that, you know, good job on you, because... Uh, you know, sometimes it seems like Republicans and Democrats cannot work together on anything. And you got this school safety funding bill passed, so congratulations, Kevin, and thank you. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it and enjoy being with you all this morning. Thank you, sir. Yeah, well, you know, I have, you know, I have talked to before as well. So the main gist of this particular bill was to provide funding for the schools, and then I guess the schools would be able to, uh, to use the money as they uh, fit in their own particular situation, whether it's an elementary, middle school, or high school. Is that correct? That's correct, Rick. And what we did was we actually gave them a list of items that were eligible for the funding, um, and this bill specifically identified um, SROs or constables uh, as those being eligible for the funding. I had a previous bill three years ago that we passed not include that particular element, and I heard from a lot of districts that wanted the ability to, uh, to hire uh, an enforcement-type individual in the school, so I went ahead and added the, um, the line that included um, particularly constables. They seem to be more popular with the districts only because, frankly, they're significantly less money, uh, typically about half the price of an SRO. So uh, here in my home district of Appaquinimic, I'm pleased to report that they took the money and we now have uh, either an SRO or a constable, or in some cases both, in every one of our schools in the district today. Now, for people who may not know, a constable is usually, you tell me uh, what exceptions there are, usually a retired police officer has that kind of uh, enforcement training, but also goes through additional training in working with kids at schools. And, uh, and one of the goals is to really understand the kids, uh, get to know the kids, you know, don't just be that force of authority, but be, be someone there who is uh, an advocate for them and understands them and gets to know them. Is that about right? Absolutely, absolutely spot-on correct, Rick. And, you know, one of the nice features of, of putting these uh, folks in the, you know, elementary, even our early childhood schools have them, is the ability to establish relationships with the young people early in their lives, develop a bond, an understanding, a, a degree of respect, and, um, you know, we hope, obviously, that, that that sticks with them, uh, you know, as they move through their formative years. So, you know, you have a number of things that, that are eligible here, like door locks and uh, stuff like that. But I, I was watching this uh, horrible uh, closed-circuit TV video of what happened at that Christian school in Tennessee yesterday and noticed that uh, the shooter uh, took her rifle and shot out the windows of the doors in the front and, and then was able to get in like that. And... One of my questions yesterday and certainly following up today now is, is money going to schools to prevent that sort of an entry with, like, bulletproof 
glass and stuff. It doesn't make it a fortress. Uh, but I'm just wondering, right. are schools doing that sort of thing, do you know? And are they getting these locks uh, on, on the doors? You know, what are they doing? Well, and, and some are and some aren't, Rick. And, you know, and quite frankly, that's one reason why in the legislation I specifically gave the latitude to the districts to be able to determine where the money could be best spent. Because, you know, if we have a newer school, uh, which you know, we have a good number of them here in the Middletown area, a lot of those safety uh, features are in place as a part of the construction process. But, you know, we have a lot of older schools, you know, throughout the state, and there's certainly a number of them here uh, in Newcastle County. And um, I know that some of the monies were used to retrofit some of those older buildings, but quite frankly, that, you know, what happened yesterday really points to the fact, you know, we need to do more. Uh, I mean, my bill had a $10 million uh, budget uh, uh, fiscal note attached to it, $10 million sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but when we're dividing it up amongst 19 school districts and the Votex and the charter schools, frankly, it doesn't go very far, and it clearly doesn't go far enough. We need to do more. You know, uh, you've been in this uh, the, in these debates, Kevin, uh, for quite a while, because I know you're trying to do the right thing for kids and for schools, and, that, and then you have someone like Shannon Griffin, who's with the ACLU of Delaware, saying, oh, no, 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 uh, research shows that SROs and constables uh, don't reduce levels of school crime. They don't uh, prevent or reduce the severity of school shootings, and uh, she pointed to Uvalde, for example, and such, and I'm thinking, really, you're going to point it to Uvalde? Um, obviously, if someone had been there at that front door in Tennessee, I know it's a private school, but still, if someone had been there, you know, who's trained with a weapon, and it just seems to me that lives, all the lives could have possibly been saved, and I, I'm wondering, do we, do we have enough SROs? For example, Kevin... I was talking with Joey Melvin again with uh, Center for Safer Schools, Center for Safe Schools, and uh, he said we have about S about 65 SROs here. Now we've got over 200 public schools. Right. Do Do you think that's enough? And what should we be doing if not? Yeah. No, I don't think it's enough. You know, and and and, and quite frankly, it really falls into you know there are two reasons for that in, in my opinion. Number one, you know the the fact that one of them's a budget. You know, and that's what I feel that I've been sent to do by the people of my district in Delaware, sent to Dover to do, in trying to correct that problem and to identify adequate resources. I mean, we've had a budget surplus the last three years. We're due to have another one this year. I'm going to push, as my role on Joint Finance Committee, for additional monies uh, for these efforts. So money's issue number one, and quite frankly, what's the price of a life? The, the, I, don't, I don't buy that argument. Second argument is the ability to identify these individuals, um, you know that, that that want to work. Uh, it, it's it's a challenge in this in this industry as it is darn near every other industry across the state currently. But you know we need to figure out a way to incentivize, particularly the retired law enforcement folks that could very easily, like you indicated, have the training and skills necessary to do the job to you know virtually you know come out of retirement, if you will, and um, and to, uh, to to take these jobs uh, in our in our schools. So really the. You know, we've got a job to do. We've got to be persistent in getting it done and identifying people and making certain we have the resources to pay them to get them in all of our schools. Yeah, I find it remarkable that you were able to get some meaningful bipartisan support, not just like one Democrat, but I mean a number of them, and even some you know I consider to be on the far left, you know, like Laura Sturgeon and some others, and they were they were all in favor of this. Do you get the same sense? that as you go forward and you want to do more to make schools safer, that uh, these Democrats, especially uh, the liberals, uh, are going to continue to go along with you on this? 
Well, I sure hope so, Rick. You know, and, and, and yeah, I really do. And like you said, we had a good number of them. Now, it was not unanimous in the Senate. Right. And quite frankly, it wasn't unanimous because of the pushback um, from ACLU and, and, and some of my colleagues as it related to having authority figures in schools. I just hope that over time they'll, they'll reconsider their thought process as it relates to having folks in the schools. And uh, I respect their, their, their viewpoint. I truly do. But at the same time, I think that it's made very clear throughout the country that, you know, we certainly don't want uh, to see a similar situation in Delaware. And I, I'm hoping that their mindset may change a little bit and be, be more willing to accept uh, having, having, uh, having folks in all of our schools. Well, you, you consider the fact that, you know, okay, societally, there are obviously some serious, serious uh, uh, instances um, where you have police officers who are, you know, killing uh, people who are unarmed, you know, white and black, and as a percentage of the population, more black. And, and of course, that's, that's going to, you know, anger uh, so many people uh, of color. And yet you, you consider all that and then consider this. You have a student or many students in a school, and the student resource officer is an authority figure, a police officer. And his behavior or her behavior is one that actually ingratiates him or herself to the student who comes from, let's say, a neighborhood where people hate the cops. I'm just, I'm right. being, it's just like, you know, your most extraordinary example there. And, uh, and and they get a whole different uh, idea and concept of, oh, well, look, this is a person, too, and they're advocating for me, and they like me, and they're not just arresting me. And uh, it can actually culturally change um, the, the way that everybody looks at policing and perhaps even does policing. So I see a lot of positives with that, and, and I would like to see, I would hope that others would see, you know, some positives with that as well. The main thing, though, is protecting the kids. And, yep. and obviously uh, your bill, which was passed last year, is aiming towards doing that, and my concern is really if somebody comes in with a gun like that woman did down in Tennessee, is there someone there who's uh, who's armed that can stop them? And it doesn't have to be a gun. All it has to be is a violent intruder. How do you keep the violent intruder out? It could be mass stabbing. It could be uh, who knows, any sort of weapon at all. And I think that's that's the key. Um, are these schools, Kevin, reporting specifically how they're spending this money on keeping schools safe to either uh, you or a committee? Yes, they are. Yeah, they, they have a responsibility to report it to the to Department of Education. And I have gotten regular reports from them as to uh, where the money's been spent. We actually had a couple instances where districts had not spent all of their allotment, which caused me some concern. So reached out to the districts and found out that they were holding it back just in, you know, with, with, with an upcoming project coming online relatively quickly, and we're anticipating using the money for that. So, yes, no, there is a checks and balances. That's one reason why I specifically listed in my legislation what items were were, would qualify for the funding just because clearly I wanted the money to be spent in the right places. Do you recall offhand, I know it's been a year, but, you know, uh, some of the items, uh, and if you don't, I mean, I understand it's been a year and it was probably, it was a lot of work, but do you remember some of the items on that list that would have prevented somebody armed like this woman was in Tennessee uh, from being able to shoot her way into a school? Yeah, there are several. Um, you know, first and foremost, you mentioned the bulletproof glass. Another one that a lot of districts took advantage of, particularly in their older schools, were secured vestibules. Um, you know, many of our schools, and, and unfortunately some are still this way, where, you know, quite frankly, you can just kind of wander right in. 
uh, right into the you know the main office area. So I do know some of the older schools actually added those secure vestibules with bulletproof glass, um, and, and some added bulletproof glass to some of the other windows on the main floor of their schools. Um, but again, I, I know for a fact that not all of them have it. And as such, I think could you know we, we need to continue to be vigilant in our efforts to make these make these buildings make the buildings as secure as possible, and then having individuals in the schools, as we're talking about, that can protect the, the kids and the staff. Sure. It's a Representative Kevin Hensley, Republican, who, uh, again, worked across the aisle, got a meaningful bill passed to protect kids here in Delaware from something happening like it did in Tennessee yesterday. I want to get to Ray, uh, 302-579-1017. Yeah, Kev, I take calls. I know you didn't expect that. <laughs> no <laughs> It's okay. You got people yelling at you all the time, I'm sure. Uh, hey, Ray, you're on with Kevin. What do you want to say? Hey Rick. Hey, uh, hi Kev. Hey, I've got hey, a question. Rick. Um, don't they have mon- don't they have monitors in the offices where they're sitting there they're at the office and they can see who is entering the schools? And if you see somebody with a gun, of course you, you know you're going to react to it. You know, because it, it to me it seems like they're walking right up to the school and they're going right into school and like nobody knows that they, anybody's even come in. Well, in some cases, no, you're right, Ray. In some cases, some of the schools do, um, and some don't. And quite frankly, again, that's something that the funding was eligible to provide for them should they have felt the need. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, the other piece of it too is if somebody's you know concealing a weapon, um, they may not be caught on a camera. Um, you know, depending obviously on the type of weapon. But yes, some schools have it, Ray. Some don't. I surely wish that all of them did. All right, take care, Ray. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, because... Yeah. Okay. All right. 302-509-1017. Uh, we want to get to Abraham real quick and then let Kevin get back to his real job. All right. Uh, Abraham, it's Rick. You're live on the air with Kevin Hensley. How you doing, Rick? Thank you for taking my call. I got a, I got a little bit of enlightenment to give to that gentleman. Um, we live in the technology age, um, and there's a scanning unit that can be placed above the doors of of the schools, of the entrances of the schools. These scanning units will scan the person at at about 50 feet from the door. Now, when they scan, they're not scanning for metal. They're scanning for shapes. They can scan for the shape of a knife, shape of a gun, a wooden gun, plastic gun. That, That scanning unit can also be set up to the doors where most doors now, what they do is they can lock with a button, mm-hmm. right? This scanning unit can be set up that if he scans and he sees something coming towards those doors, he can automatically lock those doors and place a 911 call. As we know, timing is everything, response time. Now, if we have to wait for someone inside the school to call 911, that takes two or three minutes more off of the time. Uh-huh. If this unit is set up to lock the doors and place the 911 call, we're already ahead by a few more minutes. Um, you know, they need to look into the do, technology. Do you know what, they, do you know what the, the technology is called? Is there a common name for it that you know of? Well, I can tell you, um, I work for a company that has a service contract on robots. And these robots are made by a company called Nightscope. 
and they're made in Silicon Valley. They're made in the U.S. Um, they also have several different types of robot, and that scanning unit is on a robot that doesn't move. He's he's like can be set up in the airports, right? Yeah. And everybody that walk everybody that walks within his radius gets scanned. You know. Got so, it. All right, I'm going to get back the technology to technology is out there. Understand, Abraham. I'm really glad you listen, uh, and I'm really even uh, more happy that you called in with this information on Nightscope. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Abraham. Yeah, I've, yeah I've, uh, I've, I've, I've taken notes. Of that. I appreciate the feedback. All right, uh, we're going to wrap this because I, I know you got things to do. So, uh, bottom line: ten million dollars, safer schools. Schools are allowed to use the money as they choose. They are reporting to you. Are, is it you or, or a committee? Who all are they reporting to? There, Kevin. They're, they're reporting to. They're reporting to the Department of Education, and then I, in turn, am reaching out to the to, you know to DOE for the data. And are you going to have a public report on this? Yes. Excellent. Yes. No, no yeah, pressure. Absolutely. No pressure. But you know, we're 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 in the uh, well. I know it's uh, spring. It's the first semester of this legislative session. So it's. I'm not asking you for a first semester report, but it, it'd be lovely to uh, to get something uh, sometime. It will, it will it will be completed before the end of the first semester, Rick. Absolutely. <laughs> the first semester of our two year legislative sessions. Uh, all right, uh, Kevin. I look. Listeners, give me homework. I'm not the one doling it out, man. And I'm, I don't know what your schedules are, but I think that people uh, people would benefit from knowing. And it would not be just me, but you know, perhaps uh, information sent to WDEL News as well. Sure. Because we're yeah, very separate. Uh, All right, Kevin. Be happy to be happy to make that happen. Kevin Hensley, uh, state rep. Thanks so much for your work. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Rick. Have a great day. Thank you, you sir. All right, you too. Three zero two five nine one zero seven.